with me to Luke chapter 15. Luke 15, and we're going to read a story that everybody knows, but I believe we, are, we still need to read it very quickly. Verse 11, the parable of the prodigal son. The Bible says, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods which falls to me. So he divided his living or his livelihood. And not many days after, this young, younger son gathered all the, together and journeyed to a far country and there wasted his possession with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a famine in the land and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country that he, and he sent him to feed to the field to feed swine. I'm still not happy with my sound. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pots that the swine ate, and not, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to the father. But when he was still a great way off, his father had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. All right, turn your Bibles again with me to Psalm 85. It's okay to read the Bible, isn't it? 85 from verse 4. Psalm 85 from verse 4 to 6. Psalm 85 from verse 4 to 6. Let's all read it together. Ready? Let's read. Oh, read it like you are in church. Ready? Go. Hallelujah. Verse 6 says that, Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? If you're looking for a text for this, today's um, word, it's revive us again. Revive us again. Hallelujah. Revive us again. Revive us once again. How many need revival? I've, I've been struggling with this script, this um, sermon all, all day. All morning. Hallelujah. Because I wanted to preach something else, but I felt in my spirit that God wants us, or God wants somebody to hear this particular message. To, to say revival, revival, let's de define revival quickly. Revival, revive us again. Revive is a, a need for the Holy Spirit to, 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 to stir up spiritual excitement. Are you with me? A need to be stirred up by God's Holy Spirit, to be given a heavenly dose of spiritual excitement, of greater devotion to him, of an enlarged motivation to minister in his name to the lost world. Hallelujah. Spiritual excitement. Someone say spiritual excitement. You see, when you backslide, the first thing that happens is that you lose the excitement that you had. That's right. 
in the things of God. Are, are you with me? Very shortly, we are going to look at signs that shows that you are backsliding. In case you are, you are not sure whether you are backsliding or not. You see, when you go to the doctor, the doctor has a way to, def- to find out whether everything is right or wrong, isn't it? They have that thing that they hang around their necks, a stethoscope that they use to check your pulse, is it? They check the pulse, they check your heartbeat, they check your vital stats, and it says something. Those signs are saying something about you. Amen. I said the signs medically are saying something about you. If things are not right, the signs will reveal them. So you've got to be sure that you, 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 you take the signs seriously. Hallelujah. I say you've got to be sure that you take the science seriously. The first thing is that when you lose your spiritual excitement, you need a revival. Hallelujah. I say we need a revival because we have lost our excitement that we had. The next one, so we revive us again. Revive us is if God wish, he could preach the whole world. He doesn't need you and I. But he needs us. Are you with me? He needs us to preach through. Amen. We are, the Bible says that we are ambassadors of Christ. So God was reconciling the world to himself through us. Amen. So when we are taken out of the equation, there cannot be a revival to the world. Amen. The reason, one of the reasons why you need to be revived is that the world is waiting for you. The world is waiting for you to be revived. So it will be very selfish on your part to stay in your sin. It will be very selfish on your part to stay in your prayerlessness because the world needs a prayer for you. That's right. Am I talking to somebody? Shake somebody and say that he's talking to you now. You cannot afford to be cold. We cannot afford to have a a world of prayerless Christians. We cannot afford to have a world of Christians who are selfish, who are thinking about only their blessings, who are thinking about only what God can give them. So now when you come to church, the preaching and the message that the the preachers are preaching is blessings, is uh, uh, how you'll be on top, how your enemies will die. How, listen, enemies, we need them. Am I talking to somebody? In Psalm 23, verse 5, it says that he prepares a table before you in the presence. So if you don't have enemies, no table. Am I talking to somebody? So you need your enemies to be around you. And you see, the, the Bible also says that, and God made sure that he did not utterly wipe out all the enemies in the land when he was sending Israel to the promised land. Because he needed to teach Israel how to exercise their muscles in terms of warfare. Am I talking to somebody? So sometimes you need enemies so that your prayer life will be recharged. How many know that when everything is right, everything is around and you are blessed, you don't feel like praying? The, the, the Bible says something that in the days when kings go to war, David was at ease at home. He has sent his, he was so blessed that now he could send his army to go and fight on his behalf whilst he's at home having siesta. And whilst he was having siesta, he saw what he shouldn't have seen. 
How come he was the only one who saw a woman naked bathing? If the woman was bathing at the rooftop and there are neighbors around, including the king, how come she, he was the only one who saw? You see, when you are idle, you see things that you don't have to see. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see things you don't have to see. You hear things you don't have to hear. How many have heard the, the word the, or the phrase, uh, the devil gives uh, things, work for the idle hands? When your hands are idle, you become a tool for the devil's workshop. He has to use you. Because even nature abhors vacuum. So when there's nothing to do, something will be done. Am I talking to somebody? Hallelujah. So we need us. You see, God can bypass us. Just as he bypassed the early church. He bypassed the Catholic church. He bypassed the Orthodox churches. He bypassed everybody. You see, God wants things done. So when you stop, he has to look for somebody else who wants to do. They may not be as qualified as you. They may not be as sophisticated as you. But if they are willing, he will use them. Amen. We will not be the first people if God decides to bypass us. We will not be the first. But I pray that we will not remove us from the revival. Hallelujah. He needs us to preach through. through. Amen. The people need to use our lives is an example. Your life is an example for those who don't know God. So they look at your life and they see the blessings of God. They look at your life and they see how godly people are supposed to live. They look at your life and they see your life is a message. So if your life is your choice, today you are up, the next day you are down. Today you are in church, the next day you are not in church. Today you are on fire, the next day you are in the nightclub. It it, it sends a wrong message. A confusing sound. Amen. But today God wants you to be revived. And he needs you and me. He needs us. So revive us is because he needs us. Hallelujah. For the world to be one, he needs you. Somebody say, he needs me. He needs me. He needs me. Amen. And then the last word was again. Again, because maybe we have been revived before and we fell. How many have been revived before and you fell? You see, God is a God of another chance. He didn't say God is a God of only one chance. He's another chance, another chance, another chance. So the fact that you are falling doesn't mean you must stay there. In fact, to be a mistake and a travesty, if you remain there, you fell in the gutter, you decided to make the gutter your home. How many have fallen before? Give me a You fell in the gutter. Oh, many times. Only one. You fell, accidentally you fell in the gutter. And you had, you know those type of African gutters that put some... Signs and wonders on your clothes. How many have had that? I'm talking about African gutter. No, no, in South Africa, they don't have You know the gutter, the open sewer, that type of thing that you fall in. And yeah, when you fall in, the, the mistake is not how, when, why, how you fell in. The mistake is when you decide not to rise up from there. Can you imagine a very nicely dressed lady and you fall in the gutter and there are some young men there and say, because they are there and because I've embarrassed myself, I'm going to stay in the gutter. <laughs> now, the embarrassment is not you staying in the, you falling, it's you staying in the gutter. That is the embarrassment. How, are you understanding what I'm saying? It's time to get up. It's time to get some water. Wipe yourself. You know, once you wipe yourself, 
Yeah, your past is you fell. But that's the lady who fell, but now look at her. Hallelujah. Revive us. Can I give us seven reasons? Seven signs that you need a revival. Seven signs. Number one, put just one at a time. Seven signs that you need a revival. Number one, the things that used to excite you don't excite you anymore. The things of God that used to excite you don't excite you anymore. You used to be excited to come to church. David said that I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Now when somebody says, let's go to church, you, you're angry. How many know what I'm talking it's about? A it's, a sign. it's a sign that something is wrong. You don't feel like coming to church. You don't feel like seeing church people. There are some time ago that you couldn't wait for Sunday morning. When Sunday morning comes, it doesn't matter how tired you are or how, how uh, many hours of sleep you got. You get up with a spring in your step because it's time to go to the house of God. Hallelujah. But now, you hope Sunday will skip. From Saturday, let's go straight to Monday. Hallelujah. How many know what I'm talking about? Only one person. It's a sign that something is wrong. It's a sign that you have a high temperature. It's a sign that you have a high fever. It's a sign that you need some medication. Hallelujah. Yeah. The things that used to excite you about the word of God the worship, you know, sometimes you stay at home and you hear a worship song or, 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 or some, just, just uh, music or something and you begin to cry in your own room by yourself. Now when church music is playing, you just stop it or skip it. So it's a sign. It's a sign. When church people call you now, you just cut the call. It's a sign that you need a revival. It's a sign that you are falling. I say it's a sign that you are falling. Number two. You are silent where you once spoke. You used to encourage others. You used to speak to others about God. You used to evangelize others. Now, anytime you're passing, you are quiet. When they talk about God, you keep quiet. Who knows what I'm talking about? It's almost as if you are deaf and dumb. You have no opinion. When you talk about godly things, you go quiet. Because you and God, you're on recess. You're on half term with God. You're on vacation. You're on break with God. Let me ask you. I don't know whether to use the ladies or the guys. I think more of the ladies. Okay. Ladies, when you are, you break up with your boyfriend and, Man friend. and somebody comes and they are talking about that, that, that guy, how that exciting, you that you've just broken up with, mm. that how exciting he is and he's, 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 maybe he's dressing or something. He's doing well. What do you do? You're silent on the matter. You don't want to, you You're don't want to, you matter. don't want to insult him to, so that you are found out. You don't want to go hating on him so that uh, 
<laughs> so, so you go quiet on the matter. That you once spoke about. The one, the person that you were once proud of. Look at my boyfriend. He knows how to coordinate colors. <laughs> now, somebody is uh, admiring him. Comment. The same comment. Now you don't want to know. Where you once spoke. You've gone quiet. Once upon a time. Once upon a time, you are an advocate. Yeah. Now you've gone, you've become deaf and dumb. Silence of the lamp. Don't have anything to say. There's no revival there. You need a revival. Amen. I say you need a revival. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? Yes. You need a revival. Don't want to talk about God anymore. He doesn't float your boat anymore. He doesn't give you gooey feelings anymore. No, no goosebumps. No goosebumps. Number three. People are preaching my message for me. It's not easy. good, Pastor. <laughs> Understand <laughs> Your prayer closet hasn't seen you in a very long time. Oh. There are cobwebs. There are cobwebs where you used to sit to pray. Now cobwebs are there. Ask your neighbor, when was the last time you prayed by yourself? Oh, I said, ask your neighbor, when was the last time? Or you yourself, you are feeling guilty, so you can't ask. No, you're supposed to ask an answer. <laughs> ask, then they also ask you. The last time you prayed. I'm not talking about you came to church and the church were praying. No, 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 no. I'm talking about you praying yourself at home. No, I'm not talking about church. Not to have some excited person leading you and trying to pray, 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 pray. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you. How many think you need a revival? Number four, you are more likely to criticize the pastor than to think about the message. I know it's because of me he's preaching this message. Hey, if it was you and you did it by chance, you didn't come to church, then it means I have to change my message. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, the, the reason why you throw a stone at the man of God or the pastor is because he's challenging you. Mm-hmm. And because you don't want to be challenged, the best way is to, the best form of defense is to attack. Yes. So you attack him and you don't feel, you don't feel attacked. Because <laughs> once you say, eh, he's saying that because of me, then that negates everything that... You ain't taking anything out of it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Because... And you don't need to take anything because you have fired him first. So everything he's saying is a nonsense. Hallelujah. Number five. You excuse sin. When you start making excuses, when you start making excuses for your sin, after all, we all sin. After all, we are all, after all, we are all, nobody's perfect. You know that, hmm. Even me, I'm not as bad as. Have you not realized that when you write an exam and you fail, you all, all of a sudden see others who failed? Yes. You look out for them. Now you look out for them. Even Maxwell failed. Even Prinkins to fail. Even Shawanda failed. Even, it was not only me. Every other person failed. A lot of people failed. No, a lot of people didn't fail. You failed. You are preaching. The failure was common. 
I said, no, no, no. It was not everybody failed. It was only 20% that failed. Now you are calling uh, uh, the list of all 20. Calling the list of all 20 doesn't mean that everybody failed. Hallelujah. Number six. You have a deep sense that there is something more than this. When your soul is thirsty, when you feel dry. See, sometimes your spirit cannot deny. Your spirit cannot be hypocritical. Hallelujah. I say your spirit cannot be hypocritical. Sometimes you, 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 can, you can fake it all, all you like. You can, hey, after all, hey, after all, after all. But then in your, in your quietness of your soul, you know that mm, there is more to this. You'll be in the nightclub. You'll be high and still feel that, no, there's more to this. I cannot, this is not how my life should pan out. There is more than this. You feel it in yourself that there, there, no, no, no. I am dry. I am thirsty. I, this is not working. Yeah. You, you, the Bible says that the prodigal son, he came to himself. And he realized that there's more to life than feeding pigs. There is more to life than just being here. How many of my father's high servants have more than enough? And I am languishing here, about to die, feeding with pigs, fighting over what the pigs eat with the pigs. It's a sign that you need revival. For the prodigal son, it was a sign for him that it is time for me to be revived. It's time for me to go. Even if I won't be a son anymore, let me at least be a servant. Because a servant is better than... Somebody who is dying in this farming stricken place. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? I pray for you, I pray for me that we would rise. We will not allow our situation to continue and fester. Amen. Number seven. You lose your desire to serve in the house of God. That's a, a big sign. Now, I don't want to do anything. Uh, Pastor, is it okay for me to sit that I'm going to sit out? I don't do anything. I'm on recess. You used to want more jobs to, to do for God in the house of God. You used to want to belong to every ministry going or want to create different ministries for yourself. Now, you resign from all the ministries because you want to sit out. It's a sign that you need a revival. Hallelujah. It's a sign. When you don't want to work, you don't want to do anything, it's a sign that the love for God is gone out. The fire that you had, that once burnt, is gone out. Amen. And let me give you three reasons why you need a revival. So I've given you three signs, seven signs, three reasons why you need a revival. Because the end is near. Hallelujah. You cannot be in your sin when the midnight, the Bible says in Matthew 25, and at midnight there went a sound that the bridegroom was ready and all the virgins that were asleep were asked to rise up. They rose up and they were trying to rekindle their lamps. Five managed to rekindle their lamps, but the five who were foolish, their lamps had, fire had gone out. The oil had finished. Amen. 
The reason why you, you cannot remain in your sin. How many know that it will be a travesty that after serving God all this while, you die in your sin? God forbid. God forbid that in the middle of, of maybe fornication, in the middle of you getting high, in the middle of the nightclub, the rapture comes. Half of the people in the nightclub don't know anything about rapture, so they'll continue partying. But for you, Which, which age? <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, understand what I'm saying? It will be sad. The Bible says that the servant, Jesus said, the servants that knew the right thing to do and were doing the wrong things, when he comes, he will give them many more stripes than those who didn't know the right thing. It would be better if you hadn't known the right thing to do at all. But now that you know the right thing to do, you cannot, we don't have any excuse. I said we don't have any excuse. We need to stay right. We need to stay pure. Amen. If you are falling, we need a revival. Amen. I say, if you are falling, don't leave this room without a revival. If you are falling, and falling is relative. Everybody's falling is not the same. For you, maybe your falling is up to here. Some have dropped to the floor. But some, maybe your prayer life, you used to pray uh, one hour, now you pray 15 minutes. No, you also need a revival. That's right. Amen. Amen. Don't allow your conscience to accept what you know is not right. That's right. Hallelujah. Number two, because God needs you. God needs you to reach others. How many understand that it is very selfish for you to remain in your sin? It will be very selfish for us to remain in our sin. The Bible says that creation endlessly waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. The unbelievers are waiting for our manifestation. Those who don't know God are waiting for you to come and manifest God to them. That's right. When you are in your backsliding state, there are some people who are waiting patiently for you to come and preach to them. They are waiting for you to come and pray for them. They are waiting for you to come to them. And you are not coming because you are in your station feeding with the pigs. How many can get the picture? You are with the pigs. Meanwhile, there are people who are waiting. Creation is waiting endlessly. They are waiting for the manifestation of the children of God. They are waiting, and you are with the pigs. Hallelujah. Amen. Number three, because he has deposited gifts inside of you that the world is waiting for. Amen. Gifts that the world is waiting for. If you want to be selfish, fine. Give the gift that God gave you. Give us the benefit of the gifts. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because God was not mad when he gave you the gifts. And the fact that he's giving you the gift doesn't mean that the, he has the gift to pass to somebody. You see, if I have a gift, let's say this is a gift, and I give to you, I don't have any of the gift to give to her. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because the, and he says that once he gives it to you, he cannot take it back. It's without repentance. So it's with you. 
And the fact that it's with you means that it's not with her. So if you are sitting and deciding that you don't do anything with it, what's happened to her? She could have used the gift, but selfishly you've kept the gift. And the gift is not benefiting you because no gift is for you. Your gift, your calling is never for you. It's for others. Am I talking to somebody? Hello? How many believe that I need a reviver? So we're going to look at about, I don't know how many steps we can look. Look at a few steps to revival. And we're going to use the model of the prodigal son. The first thing he did was he came to himself. He examined himself. Amen. Number one is examination. I said number one is examination, isn't it? What, what, what did the Bible say? Verse number... Says verse 16 says that he, he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pots that the swine ate, and no one gave to anything to him. But when he came to himself, verse 17, when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's high servants have bread enough to spare? But I perish with hunger. He came to himself. Examine and analyze yourself. One of the things that backsliding or, or when you lose your love for God, one of the things that your, your flesh prevents you from thinking about is where your state. Mm. You try to excuse your state. And the way to excuse your state is to get offended at people. Proud. I am my own person. I do whatever I want to do. Nobody can tell me what to do. And you forget to examine yourself. Look at uh, James chapter 4 with me. James chapter 4. Verse 7 says, therefore humble yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. No, start from 6. He said, he gives grace, he, he, but he gives more grace. Therefore, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. If you submit yourself and resist the devil, he will flee from you. Amen. It takes humility to examine yourself. How many will agree with me that the prodigal son was humble enough to realize his state? He was humble enough to say that, listen, this is not me. This is not me. How many have, you did something, you realized how silly you had done, you had been before. You know, your, your, your boss offended you. And he got up. He blasted everybody from the CEO to the managing director to the gate man. Blasted everybody and slammed all the doors and walked out. I'm not coming to this place anymore. And then he got to the streets. Or he got home. And the first thing he saw was your bill. Then you realize how stupid. <laughs> 
<laughs> How stupid you've been. Now, it will take humility to go through the door you just banged. <laughs> to go and say that, I'm sorry. I am sorry. Give me back my job. Hey. Hmm. You, if, you see, the prodigal son, the, the, you see, I like the prodigal son. I like the prodigal son because the prodigal son is a doer. When you look at the elder brother, he was a commentator. But me, for me, I like doing. Even if it's wrong, let me do. And when I do the wrong and I want to correct it, I have to do the right thing. Are you, are you with me? The prodigal son, he said to his father, give me the portion. I want mine. I want mine and I want to go and do. Then he went. Unfortunately, it didn't work. Are you with me? But he did not allow pride. How many know that the Father will probably have brought some uncles, who brought some relatives to talk to this, my crazy son. Who wants to leave? Who has got it? No, no. All those people. The servants and things who were there when he was collecting his, half of his father's wealth to go. So I'm, I'm not coming to this place again. I don't want to be a, yes sir, yes sir, boss. Yes, no, no, I don't want to be a servant. I don't want to be a son anymore. I want to be my own man. And now to go back. Pass through all these servants, pass through all these uncles, pass through all these people to go and say, I've sinned against heaven and before you. Make me like one of these servants. It takes humility. Hallelujah. It takes humility to examine and diagnose yourself. The problem is we are not so humble. Yes, after all, I am not that bad. No, you are that bad. The situation is bad. If you are eating with pigs, it's very bad. Hallelujah. If you are not where you used to be, it is bad. Because to whom much is given, much is required. God has given you so much. You can't afford to sit quietly. You can't afford to resign. You can't afford to be there and be cool. You cannot afford. Look at your life. Look at where God has brought you from. What happened to you? If it had happened to others, they would have been dead long ago. But somehow God kept you. Somehow God kept your sanity. Somehow you are, you are still intact. You cannot afford to sit back and say, after all, it's not that bad. Others are worse than me. Yes, others may be worse than you, but for you, you this is not your level. Others are worse because they didn't have a father like the father you have. Others are worse because they never had opportunities you had. So you can't afford to stay with the swine. Get up. I said, get up. Eat humble pie. And walk home. What did I say? Eat humble pie and walk back home. Find some water and eat the humble pie with. Push the humble pie with water and go back home. And beg. Hallelujah. 
Oh, hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Examine yourself. That's the first step. Number two step. After you've examined yourself, number two, go to God. Fellowship. Someone say fellowship. Yeah. He said, I will arise and go to my father. Isn't that what he said? I will arise and go to my father. You know, turn your Bibles with me to Genesis 3. Genesis 3. One of the first instincts that we have as human beings when we sin is to go away from God. As far away from God as possible. Genesis 3.9, the Bible says that, And then the Lord called Adam and said, Where are you? And Adam said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten the, from the tree which I commanded you that you should not eat? And he said, the man said, the woman whom you gave to me, she gave me and I ate. Can you see? So when they sinned, the first thing they did was to hide away from God. One of the first instincts we have when we are in sin is to hide from the presence of God. But I heard the Bible says that where can I go to hide away from the presence of the Lord? If I make my bed in the bottom of the sea, even there he is. If I take the wings of the eagle and I fly to the highest mountain, even there God is there. There is nowhere that we can hide away from God. There is nowhere we can go to that the love of God cannot reach us. There is no place. Hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. So you need to go to his presence. Remember, I didn't say clean yourself before you go to the presence. Go with your sin as you are with the pigs. Do you know that to be feeding with the pigs? Pigs eat and poo at the same time. How many know that? They eat and defecate at the same time. So if you are eating with pigs, the chances are you have the feces of pigs around you. Uh, can I preach? Oh, I say, can I preach? Chances are that you are smelling. Chances are you have feces around you. But he did not say that I will go and clean myself and I'll find, borrow somebody's rope. And when I have somebody's rope and I'll put some perfume on and then I'll go to my father. No, he said, I will arise and go to my father. We like to want to clean ourselves before we go to God. We, need to, we want to sort ourselves out before we go and present ourselves. Who told you you can sort yourself out? Look at you. So far, you haven't been able to do it. And you, if you are given 10 more years, you won't be able to do it by yourself. Hallelujah. So you need to come as you are. Revival starts with a step. And the step is made even in sin. The Bible says that, and God commanded his love towards us, Romans 3, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died when we were yet sinners, not when we had finished sinning. You are preaching. 
Hallelujah. It was not when we had finished. It was not when we had cleaned ourselves. It was not when we were looking all right. He did it in the midst of the feces. Hallelujah. In the midst of the feces around the stench and everything. That was when he commanded his love for us. You see why I do want to preach this message? I wanted to preach a bl- God has five blessings for you. Next time. Hallelujah. But you see, one of the best things God wants is not so much to bless you, but God wants fellowship. And God is not so apty, I call it, to want to disassociate himself from you because of your feces and your smell. No. He loves you the more when you come as you are. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? He loves you the more when you come, just as I am. I have come. The prodigal son, he said, I will arise with a smell. And incidentally, the father had been waiting. The Bible says that, and the father saw him afar off. And whilst he was coming, the father rather ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Can you imagine the smell on the boy? Because the farming has been for a long time. And he has been feeding with the pigs for a long time. And nowhere did I read the Bible say that he had to bath. So I cannot assume that he had a bath. Because in those days, the, uh, Israel, the culture in Israel is that pigs are unclean animals. So they don't even allow pigs into the city. They don't come to a place where people are. And to have a farmer who farms pigs, it means that that man himself is not correct. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? That man himself is not a proper farmer because it's not the, the thing to do. He is a failed farmer. He didn't succeed farming sheep. So he tried pigs. <laughs> Rearing things that people are not allowed culturally to eat. So such a person will not keep you near his, his compound for you to be able to get water to bath. Hallelujah. But right there, someone say right there. Right there, the father ran to him, fell on his neck and kissed him. He ran and kissed him in his smell. Hallelujah. I said, God is waiting. I said, God is waiting. God is waiting to run to you. To fall on your neck and kiss you and welcome you. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I said, amen. amen. So what's the first step? Examine yourself. Second step. Sorry? Fellowship. Fellowship. Third self, repent. Somebody say repent. repent. Now that the Father has welcomed you, you need to repent. Somebody say repent. repent. To repent means to move 180 degrees away from where you are. Not 360 degrees. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yes. Repentance means what? 180. 180 degrees. It didn't say that 10, 180 degrees. 
Some of us will repent, but we stay in the same place. We turn 180 degrees. So we means you are here. This, these three people are the people that are helping you to stay in with the pigs. You see, I'm sure he had some fellow pig fam, uh, hands like him. If you want to repent, you have to leave here and go to the Father. And when you get to the Father, you, tell, you want to have to tell the Father, I have repented from these three pig farmers. <laughs> oh, please, I beg you. I'm <laughs> I wish I had chairs here to use before I get into trouble. You know, these, these people. Okay. No, I can't use this at all. When you stand there, I can stand here and they can't charge me after church. Because there are some, some of the, these three people I know, they like quarreling a lot. So after church, Pastor, I have a meeting with you. Why did you use me? I'm standing by the altar. Now you can't use <laughs> Anyway. You need to repent. Move away, which means move away from these three. Hallelujah. Walk away. Some of us, we don't want to pay the price of repentance. The price of repentance sometimes means that you have to change the flat you live in. The price of repentance means you need to delete some numbers. Some of us, we need to throw our chip away and buy a new chip. Change your number. Oh, pastor, I'm blocking them. No, blocking is not working. He uses another number because you are in. When you also miss him, you are blocked. Preach, pastor, preach. Yeah, I told you about this sister who said, pastor, uh, 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 I wasn't a pastor, I was a choir director. He said, I'm going to wear jeans. Tight, skinny, tight jeans. When it comes to date, nothing will happen. A few hours later, she called me. <laughs> I said, sister, what happened? He came. And when he came, what happened? This jeans that takes, this jeans that it takes about three people to pull away from you. The jeans, it takes three of your friends to pull the jeans down for you. So how was he able to pull them? Listen, let us stop playing with sin. Let us stop playing with fire. The Bible says that who can take fire into their bosom and it will not burn them. When you put fire in your bosom, it will burn you. Hallelujah. Repentance is a ruthless thing. I say repentance is what? A ruthless thing. You need to be ruthless to yourself. See, man is a spirit. He has a soul and lives in a body. Your spirit and your body, they are enemies. So if the day you decide to to obey your flesh, you'll be an enemy to your spirit. The day you decide to obey the spirit of God, you'll be an enemy to your flesh. And when you are an enemy to your flesh, it means you have to punish your flesh. You have to do something that your flesh doesn't want. Because you you can't want to appease both. It doesn't work. You can't appease. One of them will win, surely. So to repent means do some wild cutting. 
cut some people off. Some of the people you cut off, they are not bad people, but they are ones that are used to get to you. They are not bad people, but these people, so long as you have these people, those people have access to you. Those other people have access. Those other people. So this one, even though they are neutral person, you have to cut them agent, off. Agent. Agent. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? So number one is what? Examination number two. Number three. Repentance. Hallelujah. Number four. Fight back. Someone say fight back. Ah, I didn't hear you say fight back. Uh, you see, one of the reasons why our repentance don't last long, our revival don't last long, is because we don't fight. Uh, I don't know whether you understood what I said. I said the reason why repentance doesn't last long, revival doesn't last long in your life is because you don't fight. Ephesians 6, 10. I know it's a scripture we all know. The Bible says that finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God to be able to stand against the walls of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness and heavenly places. That you take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all to do what? Stand. So you see, all these things that you are taking on is in order for you to do what? Stand. Helmet of salvation, uh, breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel, and all those things, you know, uh, belt of truth, all those things that you are putting on is to help you to stand. It means that you have to fight to stand. Am I talking to somebody? We need to fight to stand. Without fighting, you can't stand. Nobody wears the armor and goes to party. Nobody wears the armor and goes to uh, bed to sleep. Your armor you wear because it's time to fight. And the Bible says that you fight to stand. Hallelujah. So we are fighting in order to stand as Christians. We are fighting in order to stand as pure people. We are fighting in order to stand holy. Because without fighting, it won't work. Some of us, we are sissies. We don't like fighting. Bible says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent takes it by force. Anything in the kingdom of God that you need, you need, you get it through violence. Ah, I don't know who preached that gospel. Gentle Jesus make a mouth to us and we have become gentle fighters. Fighters that go with water pistol. You don't go to Afghanistan with water pistol. You don't go to Aleppo to fight with water pistol. No, 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 no. If you want to survive around that place, you've got to be militant. Hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. Amen. You've got to be, some of us, we need to scream at some people. <laughs> Preach, pastor. We need to do some violent things around some people. Say you, if you don't know, and you knock on my door again. 
Hello. You don't like my message. I can preach another one. <laughs> it's time for revival. I said it's time for revival. It's time for you to be revived. It's time for you to become a pure Christian again. Let us stop this type of bless me type of Christianity. Amen. Bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. But meanwhile, we are going to hell with the bless me. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, one day, Shelly Caesar said something. He said that I would not like to live in hell and, and die and go to hell. Mm. I know you didn't understand. You understand next week. <laughs> he said that life is hell as it is. I don't want to live in hell, in life, and then die and go to hell. No. Two troubles. I'd rather get it right here so that I know that I'll get, make it. Hallelujah. So fight back. Yes. Fight back. Number, my time's up. The next one is stay clean. Fight back. Stay pure. Amen. Who shall ascend to the holy hills of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Stay pure. Stay clean. It's a fight to stay clean. I said it's a fight to stay clean. Stay pure. David said that I've made a covenant with my eyes. <laughs> not to allow my David's eyes problems. to see evil. <laughs> see, one day I made a covenant. I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to anybody. So I made a covenant that from today, if I see a woman going, I won't turn back and look at her like that again. I made a covenant. And from that day to now, if it's in front and I don't have any <laughs> option, I don't have control. But for me to turn, let's see, I'm, I'm telling you my own. You, your own, I don't know. It sounds funny, right? But it's a covenant. You make a covenant with God. Whatever covenant you make. To allow you to stay clean. We need to make some covenants. We need to make, take some decisions. It may sound silly. But if it helps, do it. Fight to stay clean. Rise to your feet.